This is the kitzer. Pasuk says, "Ruvim b'cheriyato, you are my b'cher." Yeser seis v'yeser oz. Pachas kamayim al teiser. Rashi explains, "Yeser seis, you are worthy to be the koyet, to be a, to have kahuna, like nesius kapayim, like like duchanin. You are worthy of oz of malchus. And why did you lose it? Because pachas kamayim, you you were hasty and you you rushed to show your anger, and therefore al teiser, you won't receive these extras." Now the Targum says that Uven was worthy of, worthy of three things, Bechayra, Kuna, and Malchus. So the question is, why does Rashi not mention Bechayra, that Uven lost the Bechayra in this Rashi? And you can't say that Rashi holds that he, that he didn't lose the Bechayra, because number one, there's a Pasuk in Divri Ayamim that says that Uven lost the Bechayra because he rearranged his father's bed. Also Rashi himself, here in Vayichi and in Vayishlach, references the fact that Uven lost the Bechayra. Now, if you're going to say that the reason why Rashi doesn't talk about Bechayra, because it says Al-Toysar, so Rashi is only referring to the things that are connected to Yeserais, Yeser Seis, Yeser Oz, which is Kuna and Malchus. Now, this might answer the question on Rashi, but it doesn't answer the question on the Pasuk. Why Taka does the Pasuk not address the loss of Bechayra? Now, let's go to Yehuda. Yehuda says, Gur Arya Yehuda Miteref Bnei Alisa. So Rashi says, Miteref? That I suspected you, that you were involved in Taref Taref Yosef, in the prey on Yosef. But B'ni Alisa, you absolved yourself by saying, Mabetza, what gain is there by selling, by, by killing Yosef? And so too, by Harigas Tamar, also when Tamar was about to be killed, you said, Tzad Kamimani. So the question is, why does Rashi bring in Baharigas Tamar only after B'ni Alisa? seems to imply that Rashi holds that Miteref does not refer to the story of Tamar. But in that case, how do you read the sentence? Miteref b'ni Alisa. How could b'ni Alisa mean two things if Miteref only means one thing? And besides, where in this Pasik do you see any reference to the fact that, that he's referring to the story of Tamar? Now, to answer the first question, Miteref actually does refer to Tamar. And Rashi has to wait until he says B'ni Alisa in order to explain how Tamar is how this Pasuk means Tamar. Because you could read this Pasuk, Miterev B'ni Alisa, from the prey of my son, you elevated yourself, or Miterev from the prey, B'ni Alisa. Now if it says Miterev B'ni, then it can't mean Tamar, because Tamar is not my son. So it has to mean Miterev B'ni Alisa. So Rashi has to first say B'ni Alisa, and only then could he bring in the, the story of Tamar. How does Rashi know that it means B'ni Alisa? Because since Yaakov is trying to praise Yehuda, Miterev B'ni is less of a praise, because it seems that Yosef only saved him, Yehuda only saved him because it was Yaakov's son. So Miterev is a greater praise. So Rashi understands that it means Miterev from the prey, B'ni Alisa. You, Yehuda, my son, elevated yourself. And once he says it that way, it could include the story of Tamar, which was almost killed and Yehuda saved her. But it still doesn't answer the question, what's the raya in the Pasik in Pshutish Mikra that we're talking about Tamar? So to answer all of this, we have to ask uh, a, a, another question. The Pasik says that the Malchus, the kingdom, kingship, was taken from Reuven and given to Yehuda. Why? Because of the way Yehuda elevated himself in the story of Yosef by not, by not killing Yosef and in the story of Tamar. The question is, whatever Yehuda did, Reuben did it as well. 
The fact that Yehuda said, Ma what gain do we have by killing him? Also, Reuven said, Le nafesh. We shouldn't kill him. We should put him in the pit instead. And his intent was to save Yosef. And the fact that Yehuda acknowledged his wrongdoing with Tamar, and he said, Sat many. also, Reuven acknowledged his wrongdoing, as we know that Reuven was involved in sackcloth and fasting to do tshuva for what he did to uh, uh, his father's bed. And even more than that, Reuven did it better than Yehuda. Yehuda was not planning to return Yosef to his father, even though he had the power to do so. And not only that, but he was doing it for the money. Whereas Reuven was trying to return him to his father. Also by the story of Tamar. First of all, he only says Tzad Kamimani one time, just one, two words. You don't see any long-term tshuva. And number two, Tamar would have died if not for the fact that he said Tzad Kamimani. He had to save Tamar. Whereas by Reuven, number one, his tshuva was for a very long time, at least nine years. Number two, he did it with sackcloth and, and fasting. He was very involved. And number three, the whole, the whole thing that he did was for Kibudayim. And Rashi tells us clearly that it's not considered a sin. So what did Yeruvim do so terrible? And what did Yehudim do so great that the, that the Malchus should be taken from Reuven and given to Yehudim? So to answer this question, we begin with looking back at the words of Yaakov to Reuven, where he says, Pachas Kamayim al Rashi says, why did you lose this? Because Pachas Kamayim. Now, a pachas, what's the pachas? That you move your father's bed. From this we can derive that Rashi sees that there is two things over here. Number one, the fact that he moved the bed. And number two, that it was done in an impetuous, hasty kind of way. And therefore, he received two separate punishments. For the fact that he moved the bed, he lost the b'chayda, or part of the b'chayda. As the as the says in Yosef. And then for the fact that he was hasty to show his anger, he lost the kun and machos. What, what's the difference? So we explain, we can explain as follows. The difference between kun and malchus versus b'chayra is that kun and malchus are expressed by the way they affect other people. A king takes care of his subjects. A koyin blesses, teaches. Both a king and a koyin are people that help others. Bechayra, the firstborn, is something that helps the person himself. He gets a double portion, but it doesn't help other people. So this is what was happening over here. Pachas Kamayim, when Yasef, well, sorry, when Reuven was hasty to show his anger, he was angry at someone else, and therefore did something that hurt another person, he showed that he wasn't fit to be a king. He did, he, he did not have the ability to help others. And therefore, Kahuna and Malchus were taken from him. But the fact that he moved the bed, which really wasn't such a terrible thing, but it was something that he made a mistake in his thinking, therefore, he lost the Bechayra, something that only affected him. And this is why he didn't lose the whole Bechayra, because the Taki wasn't so terrible what he did. And now let's go back to Yehuda. The difference between Yehuda and Reuven is that what, what Yehuda did actually helped another person. Yehuda saved Yosef from being killed and Yehuda saved Tamar from being killed. By Reuven, on the other hand, even though his tshuva and his intent may have been on a higher level, but it only helped him. It didn't save Yosef. Yosef ended up in a pit without food 
and without and with uh, uh, snakes and scorpions. Even though his intent was good, but in reality he did not save Yosef. And so to the fact that he was doing tshuva, it didn't help anybody else. On the contrary, the fact that he was involved in his own tshuva, he wasn't there for the sale of Yosef. And because of that, he couldn't even try to save Yosef from being sold. And therefore, Yehuda is the one who gets Malchus because Yehuda proved that he's there for the other person. This explains why um, Yaakov mentions both Yosef and Tamar in Mitar of B'nai Alisa because since we're contrasting Yehuda to, to Reuven and Yehuda and, 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 and Reuven had two things that he did. Number one, he tried to save Yosef. And number two, he did tshuva on moving his father's bed. Therefore, Yaakov wants to emphasize the two things that Yehuda did, that he saved Yosef and that he acknowledged his wrongdoing and saved Tamar. The lesson is very obvious that a yid should never suffice with just taking care of themselves. A yid should always be involved in Avas Yisrael. And it shouldn't think that he's losing out because of it. Because since Avas Yisrael is Zehu Kola Kula, therefore when a yid engages in Avas Yisrael, he connects with the entire Torah, even if he can't do as much as the other person who is working on himself. And this is, and this is highlighted in the outcomes of Reuven and Yosef. The outcome of Reuven was of Reuven's Saki uh, Betanisai uh, was the sale of Yosef, which led to Golos Mitzrayim, which led to all the other Goliaths. The outcome of Yehuda saying Tzot Kamimeni is the fact that Peretz was born, and Peretz is the forebear of Malchus based David, the forebear of Melech HaMashiach, Allah HaPeretz Lefneim, which means that through this it led to the Geula. So Reuven's actions led to Golos, Yehuda's actions led to Geula, so from this we see that when we help another person, it leads to the Geula HaMitis Vashleimah.